Hey everybody, this has been with Live from the Path. Unfortunately, I won't be able to bring you the whole show that we recorded with John Paul Birch. It's really a bummer. It was such a great show, but I, we did get some alternative audio after some technical difficulties that got you about the last 90 minutes of the program. So, I'm going to turn you over to that with the show already in progress. Please enjoy Live from the Path with special guest, John Paul Birch. Prayer of mine is there's just so many musicians, and m- most of which are on that list, um, that are like, I, what I love about them is that they're just so them that there's no way you could ever even just like pretend to be them. Like you would be clearly imitating them. Um, and it, there's a, like a certain like you know line or you know where it's cool to uh, celebrate those influences and stuff. Yeah. But my goal, my I think my chief goal is to be as uniquely me as I possibly can be. Um, just just because I feel like that's what I love about all the artists that I love so much. Like on my list, top of my list is like biggest influences in my life were Korn and Slipknot and Tool and Deftones and Incubus and like all these folks. Um, they're just them. They're just so them. Like Jonathan Davis is one of the first ones that comes to mind where like, he just, his, his singing from the day, day one, I started listening to him was just like, who he, no one like you just and there's like three guys in their band i mean all all of them essentially but especially the ones that have been there from the beginning they're all that way and i'm like they're bass playing like you can't play bass like that he only he's the only one who does and so it's hard for me to like understand what i'll be like but i want to do that like i want to be just me as much as i can be um so that if anybody else loves me, it's because they're like, man, he's so John Paul Birch. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so JPB. Yeah. <laughs> that song, you, now you said that you had written half of it before. Yeah. Most most of it was actually written before I became a Christian. Gotcha. gotcha. Final there, touches after. Obvious, like, uh, part in the song um, where, where it splits, or did you, like, did you have the first half, last half, or it was just kind of a mix? Not really. I mean, I actually like most of it was like fine tuning at the very end. I don't really remember any specific. I had all almost all the lyrics written, all almost all the chord structure, and and I think it was just some final touches. Um, but I just can't. I don't even remember what the final touches were. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So so we said we would come back to it, like. Tell me more about this about this subway encounter. Sure. So I got to tread kind of lightly because I want to protect the privacy of the person on the other end of this. Oh, um, yeah. But um, essentially, um, but but it's also too good of a story not to tell. Um, so um, I uh, I saw a young lady on the subway train and um, and and it was just like I had just got back from Turkey and I, I I've had a train wreck of romantic relationships um, you know my life long um, that was just real bad and it, and it was you know had just not wasn't getting any better at, at this day and uh, like and I kind of like I was just at a point where I don't know maybe some kind of breaking point um, but I saw this beautiful young lady on the subway and it was like I had this very love at first sight like I would marry this woman you know I don't know why she's glowing. I don't know what's you know happening right now, but um, you know maybe at any other point in my life I would have tried to like go over and talk to her and you know strike up a conversation or something. And um, for whatever reason, this day was a little different, and uh, I I just um, decided 
to turn myself around so I couldn't see her. So I actually like, like turned my body and just was like, I'm going to turn myself completely around so I can, I'm not even tempted to look at her. And um, the very moment that I turned and looked the other way, I thought to myself, um, it's time for me to focus on my spiritual life. <laughs> and that was the exact thought that ran through my mind the moment I turned. And at the exact same time, um, you know, they talk about Kronos time, like yep. uh, the woman that was with the young lady, um, she said, so when you go back home to Iowa over vacation, will you, uh, or when you're on vacation, will you go back home to Iowa? And like, I had never met anybody or heard the word Iowa, I think my whole time in New York city. So I just dropped all like, you know, uh, plan and in that moment i just i didn't even think about it and i immediately went, walked over and was just like did i just hear you from iowa i'm from iowa i've never met anybody from iowa in new york city and we started talking you know for two or three bus stops and i uh nervously ripped off like i wrote down my email on my notebook and ripped it off and gave it to her and i uh, was like you know i'm um uh, nice to meet you. We should go to a show or something sometime. And um, she shook my hand, told me your name, got off the train. And I was like, I'll probably never see her again. Uh, and I, I didn't know what had happened, but it was weird. And uh, I was like, I went home and I, I didn't think of any much of it. Um, I thought I'd never hear from her probably, but I had an email waiting for me and, um, and she's asking me about my schedule and some, we could get together sometime. So uh, long story short, we got together and hit it off like I'd never really hit it off with anybody in my life and uh, came really close um, in a short amount of time. And uh, she shared the gospel with me in ways I had never, some, some key things I had never heard before. Yeah. And I was just so head over heels in love at the same time that I was all ears. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, at, <laughs> it, it, like, so she, a couple of the things she had shared with me that I remember that were just so like necessary for me to hear were, She's the first person that ever said to me that the claim was Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard that before in yeah. such terms. Yeah. And for some reason, I just made all the difference in the world. I was like, okay, I, like, that's different. Yep. Like, I need to, that's different. That makes things different. Yeah. Is that the claim? Like, I had no idea, you know? <laughs> is that what we're really talking about? Yeah. And then I think another one of the things that, like, made it especially approachable, she shared with me that, like, that the idea that faith itself was a gift. Mm-hmm. And I, that was even maybe more profound to me because I had struggled my whole life with what a little I knew about Christianity where I was like, how can I be like, I, I don't, I can't help the fact I don't believe in this. Like I just, it's too crazy for me to believe in this. I'm too scientific to believe in miracles and things like that. Like yep. what, like I can't help it, you know? So like what, you know, argument. right, right. And so this idea that faith itself was a gift like between all the things that was going were going on, and um, it, it prompted my first prayers, which my first prayers were, God, if this is God, if this is true, if this Christianity thing is true, help me to be even capable of believing. Right. It. Yep. And then, of course, the immediate follow up is, and if it is true, help me to believe it. Yep. Um, and then, uh, not long after that, I think the way God answered that prayer quick was uh, she started sharing sermons with me from a pastor she had back in California. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like a doctorate in apologetics and things that like I had also never really been exposed to too heavily. Yep. And he was all over it. Like, yeah. And he was just, he had a like regiment, like, you know, argumentation set up week after week. And I watched maybe a dozen of his sermons and I was just like, wow, I have now heard arguments that like somehow or another 
this makes more sense to me. Like this is a more reasonable art. It's more reasonable, like to believe that these things actually happened. Like I have, be- I can argue better now that these things happened than I can't. And right. that was my entry level at that point. My understanding of what Christianity was. I thought I was a Christian. I was like, I just believe this happened. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I was like, no. So I guess I, I guess I'm a Christian. And and like and and uh, and then kind of like you know to you know again. Long story short. Um, the, about the moment I identified as a Christian, um, kind of all hell broke loose in my life, uh-huh. and uh, um, lots of different things from every angle just started not being pleasant and uh, hard. And um, I ended up moving back from New York City to Iowa um, for some family stuff, and you know that just it just kind of started like a, the process of like this is much more than just merely believing in it. Yeah. Um, this is this is actually a, a relationship that's being developed with God. And um, uh, following him, and uh, you know, it's just been that's been the journey for the last you know coming up on nine years now. Wow, I always love I always love listening to stories about how God does this kind of stuff because it always blows apart the thing that I thought would never be true. Right? Like, remember we had a guy yeah. we had a guy come in here. I don't know, it had to been last year or something. He was talking about handing out pamphlets to people. I'm like, oh, pamphlets, these will never. And he's like, and he's like, and I actually came to the know the Lord by reading this yeah. pamphlet. I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then and then same thing is you're like you know I was listening to an apologetics guy yeah. right and I'm like no one listens to apologetics right. until they're like 30 years in and they're like okay I want to fine tune some of this thing you know yeah, yeah. and here you are like I don't know I started out on the apologetics guy yeah. and it was pretty solid right no I think you're right like that's one of the I feel like one of the telltale signs of God now to me is that like. Don't ever underestimate what he can use. Exactly. Like, he can <laughs> yeah. use absolutely anything. I, don't, I can't quote the verse, but the one about, like, you know, he uses the thing that, things that the world thinks are important to bring to nothing, that, you know. Yeah. Things that are seemingly insignificant to the world to bring to nothing the things that the world thinks is significant. Something like that. Yeah. Like, that's what he's all about. That's totally the truth. It's kind of the thing that refreshes. I find it refreshes my relationship with with him like at, because he just I mean it's, I can never box him and I, I'll no. be like and I'll right. say it out loud I'm gonna be like yeah. I would never <laughs> but I try put all God the, time. the box you know and then it'll do something I'm like totally had you in the box on that one <laughs> all right I I, I yeah. see what you're doing okay yeah. I'm out <laughs> it's kind of one of the our never ending like struggles is just like we're always just the tendency like can I just can it make it more neat and tidy yeah. and be in control like mm-hmm. no, okay that's the whole opposite of the, like this is not what that is it's like, so funny yeah. right because like I mean, Christianity catches such a bad rap but it's like having like some wild friend <laughs> you know no the wildest <laughs> like ridiculous uh, yeah. things <laughs> uh, like oh god you know it's like that god could you tone it down like, a little bit let's go on a three-day trip <clears throat> to kentucky and you're like what we gotta call some people <laughs> this is what the holy spirit's like we're like let's yeah. do this crazy thing by the way i need you to go to homemakers in about 20 minutes i got a guy there you need to talk to i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah it reminds me of time i well i i i had a i had a holy spirit moment at one point it was so funny like i was i had started working at a restaurant um and uh i had on my mind that i wanted to get a um a tortilla press um for like uh for fresh pressing tortillas yeah right and um and i had a plan to reach out to the folks from fernando's to see if they would give me a recommendation yeah so like i'm sitting there one night and i just like suddenly it was like i had a strong thought I need to go get pants right now. I need to go get pants right now. And it was one of those like it was like what is going like this is this is me but it's it's a little intense for like seems like I'm being I'm telling myself to go get pants right now. 
why would I right now? Like 15 minutes before the stores close? This is dumb. Like, right. So I was, I tried to ignore it and then like it wouldn't go away. So I was like, all right, all right I bite. I'll go to Target. It's closer. I went to Target closed um or they didn't have the pants that i wanted i forget what it was it was a no it was it was no win i was avoiding going to the mall and so i I realized i have to go to the mall i went to the mall and like i bought my pants and it was a good deal actually so i was like thinking (laughs) god hooked me up with some good pants this is great Um, that was what this must have been all about got some new chinos and 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 i remember praying on the way out i was like god if there was any other reason why i was supposed to be here like it seems pants like i don't know just you know like let your will be done. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I ran right into the dudes from Fernando's huh. in the, in the, in the food court. And I was like, Hey, I guy, I was going to reach out to you guys. And, um, they, uh, and long story short, we flipped around and sold me their used, uh, tortilla press. They weren't using anymore <laughs> wow. that week. Oh my gosh. I was wow. like, wow, this is nuts. The I don't time, know what, like <laughs> chapter one of, jo- of, of John's biography, when the Lord got me a tortilla press <laughs> and, so, and some nice pants and some nice pants <laughs> and a good deal. You know, you know what I love about those, about what you guys were just talking about is that like, because God will use anything he can and does actively does it it should curtail human arrogance that says I have the thing figured out either as a church as a person that says oh God doesn't work that way or God will not work through this thing or it is in my control and my own ability to persuade someone to convince them to give up something to convince them to give their life to Jesus and it's the miraculous thing is that God allows you to play a part in it but like there's just yeah. like we should look around in awe and humility and go. Yeah. I didn't need to be here, yeah. and God let me be. You know, I mean, like I think God is all over my personality with my story, and that like even though I had this really, I feel like you know everyone's story is extraordinary, mm-hmm. um, but my story uh, seems to be a little bit more spicy, I guess. Like <laughs> some, um, but are you saying spicy because it was a tortilla press? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, pun intended. Um, but uh, I don't know. It just it seems like kind of over the top, um, and uh, and and that like again, it's not to dismiss everyone's story is valid and good and special and unique no matter how you came to Christ. Right. But um, I think like even though I had this extraordinary encounter like super extraordinary like so many things like was just like God was barreling into my life and going here I am <laughs> like you know meet me I love it. <laughs> like I am here and like you know he just like revealed himself to me in a way that was so extraordinary yep. yet like I still I'm finding myself thinking that like I'm going to be the one to like sh- you know share something in such a way that they're going to believe now because of what I said and I'm like I often remember I'm like what did it take for me like I had to have real extraordinary circumstances all yep. line up in this like crazy serendipity for me to get like my attention yep so yep. like you know so but at the same time like you said I am a part of exactly. it. I don't know what God's going to use. Like, yeah. you know, I, he can use my little sharing whatever with anybody at any time. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It, I don't it, know. It, to, to you, it was this extraordinary thing. Uh, for her, she was just on the subway. Well, oh, so and then um, long story sh- like I, or I I'll say long story short a lot, but the, <laughs> the stories are super long. What I didn't know, I learned uh, months later was that because we were praying together at one point, and um, she said, you know, it was a miracle meeting you. And I was like, um, what did you mean by that? <laughs> right. And she said, I was 
praying in the streets before I met you that that I would meet someone special. Um, and and like five minutes later, she meets this woman who it starts raining a little bit, and she meets this woman, and she's thinking this is the answer to her prayer. She meets this kind of ex- 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 you know strange lady, and um, they they make their way down to the subway train together, and they're trying to make their way back home wherever that is. They live in the same neighborhood. Yep. And so this she's having this conversation with this lady she just met. And and it's her who like causes like who says says the thing like when you go home on vacation when you go to Iowa yep without her saying it I don't go over there and talk right. to her I'm still just looking the other way you know minding my business getting serious about my spiritual life wow. <laughs> so like yeah it was just like she she was praying for something that came to pass in a, a way she wasn't seeing happen yep and, you want one I'll send yeah. two. Yeah, right. You get yeah. two special yeah. people today. I think we lost touch with Jan, though. That was her name. I remember. <laughs> oh, interesting. Never you know, her, yeah. you know, the other thing that I think that that maybe is an encouragement toward is 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 what does it look like to pray with the expectation that God will will do something? And it's not that you're forcing God's hand. Often, yeah. what it does is it peels back a layer that you would miss. Like it's basically saying, "I'm open to seeing what's going on around me." Yeah, I'm available. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. And like. How often? Actually, I was just talking to somebody else earlier this week um, who was who was uh, he had had some experiences where he said, "I just I prayed expectantly, right. expecting that God is and and has been and will um, continue to work around me and and to let me see it so that I may walk and be a part of it." And like I, I just think that even. Sometimes when we look at faithfulness, we think of it as subjection to God's view of the world. Now, I I would use a different word. I would say the grace of being able to walk in what God said was good, that's that's a gift. I, I totally agree with that. But there's actually even another element on top of that, which is not just can I adhere or try to um, like allow the process to ha- have me walk in God's good world under his good intent, but also to participate in and see and be able to enjoy and watch God do things around me. And and sometimes in our attempt or our, our thought of being obedient, we almost kind of cut that off like like – it's our level of control of which our obedience does as opposed to opening up and saying, God, yeah, I'm, let me walk faithful in the things you have in front of me and let me watch you work and yeah. keep my eyes open so that I don't miss it. And so, yeah. like, I, 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 lo- I love the thought of being intentional about praying expectantly. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Well, it makes me think of, like, I really love the the way you guys wrap up your show. Um, mm-hmm. Like, be faithful in the means God will handle the yes, ends. Yes, right. I've been, it's been on my mind um, ever since I, like, you know, checked out your podcast and heard that line. It's just stuck with me. Um because like I, I something I'm always coming back to, I think, is like I get frustrated with God because I'm like – you show up in all these little things yeah. that don't seem significant to me, like real, like they're significant-ish, but like they're mm-hmm. real little. Like I'm trying to trap a bug, and you help me trap the bug. That I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to catch. Right. Like, like why did and you know? Like you'll do it in such a way where I'm like, you clearly help me out there. Like, but then like I got him, Jesus. But then I'm like, <laughs> great. and I and I almost immediately get a little frustrated where I'm like, but like. I'm praying some big stuff right. over here. Where are you on that? And how, like, this has been years of what what is going. On? You know, I get real frustrated, like for a moment. But I feel like what God has been showing me, like little by little, and I'm getting more and more confident in, um, is that like He He shows up all in all these little things. 
to help me trust him in the big things. Yes, right. Where where there isn't an answer for years or, or you know for a long time. Yep. And it, man, like, and that that has like ever since I think I started thinking of it that way, like I am praying more expectantly in the big things that I had kind of given up on. Where I was like, man, you just this is what is going on right. here. But right, the big stuff, like I, I have a, a little bit, just enough where I noticeably am like I. You are here right now, and you hear this prayer, and you're doing stuff. Yep. I don't. It might be years, but yep. You are active in this. You know I what's interesting you. is like I think along those same lines is that like obviously um, God knows what He's doing, and so His timetables are different than my expectations. Yeah. Or like this is what I would do if I were yeah. God. Well, okay, I think we should just not stop right yeah. there necessarily. <laughs> like He's God, right? And so what's interesting is that this week there have been like folks that my family and I have been praying for i mean like no joke for years yeah and like there has been a couple sets of of unique circumstances of which a family is is having connection points with the people and message of Jesus in a way that they haven't for a decade um wow. and and what felt like um, like I would never say this, but like you could look at it and go like languishing. Like where, where is where is God? Actually, it's it's one of my favorite things. I, I read uh, I read Habakkuk this week. I just opened the thing up and I said I'm taking something in. And it was for everybody like, else. That's Habakkuk. It's Habakkuk. <laughs> um, and anyway, Habakkuk is great because like the opening of. The opening of that is not, like uh, you gotta stop it. You know what I'm saying? It's no one says it that way. It doesn't matter. Arabica. Yeah, we're not. In, we're not in it's third century um, Judaism. You can't. You just say it like we say it. Okay, Arabica. Habakkuk. Yeah. What were you reading in Habakkuk? Okay. Anyway, um, so in 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 Habakkuk, I don't they, even know the right way now. So it ain't the way Ben's doing it. The I'll book tell of, you that. Book of Arabic. His, Arabic. <laughs> Is that a book? His accusations were against God. Like basically, we're going like, where have you been? Like what? Like. Hi, I've waited, and you're not responding. Why do you let your people languish? Why do you let these people um, st- like step on your name and insult your people and all this stuff? So, like everything that ev- a person who doesn't love and follow Jesus has accused God of, God's prophets have started with because they're having this. They're they're as as humans who yeah. believe this thing is true are having the same experience and go fine. If I buy you are who you say you are, what the heck is right. going on right here? Yeah. You can, um, yeah. And so, like, I think sometimes, you know, even even in a right relationship with God, you can go, I felt like this was something where, like, I'm praying with good purpose, and this is for your kingdom. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it happening? Yeah. Um, and, and But but it's interesting, and just as I think about stuff going on around me this week, it's God's going, yeah, I mean, I heard your prayer, man, and it's yeah. steeping the way that it's supposed to, and it's yeah. coming together the way that you asked for. Yeah. I just, I, like... Part of this is you trusting me, and then part of this is you getting to delight in, in paying off in long promises, which I – that's how I promise. Yeah. I saw uh, – you know, I I, I'm, I, I I never thought I'd be quoting Bob Goff, but, uh, you know, no offense to Bob Goff because I've read a couple of his books and, you know, gotten some good stuff from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Bob uh, – he, he posted something on Instagram recently that I think is along these lines and really good where he's like, I'm always trying to put in the microwave stuff that God's trying to slow cook. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, totally. Oh, dang, that's some truth. That right Bob there. Goff, I tell you, he'll get to best you. <laughs> he will. Just when you think that you've moved on to like, <laughs> like Jesus complex flavors and Brussels sprouts you're used and to quinoa, yeah. and yeah. then here comes Bob Goff with his spray can of cheese, and you're like, yeah. "Give me some." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Velveeta. It's so great, Bob. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Cheese so whiz, my, cheese whiz, and chicken in a biscuit. Yeah. Right. My mom does something that that I I used to think is super weird. Um, but as, as my walk, uh, I said my walk, sorry, Christianology, um, 
as as my relationship with Christ continues, uh, I, I find it less and less weird as time goes on. Um, she she has altars, like she does stones mm-hmm. and and reminder prayers and stuff mm. like that for like big stuff that's happened yeah. or little stuff for like this child survived yeah. or these people are married or stuff like that. And I used to think it was so weird. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh no, it's weird. Okay, <laughs> all right, fine. Like yeah. you got a stone, you're writing on a marker, whatever. But like when it comes to remembering what God's done in in, in their story. It yep. is such a beautiful thing to see this literal pile of rocks yeah. that's like this is this is this person's alive and and these people are married and this person has made it through this trial and all these different things and I again I used to think it was so weird. Nowadays I almost cry when I see that pile mm-hmm. of rocks. Because I'm like what a beautiful thing to like remind ourselves as we're praying and as we're being intentional and knowing that we can trust God and challenging him in certain ways to where he's like you don't scare me and your challenges aren't crazy. <laughs> right. uh, bring it. Really. Like, <laughs> right. show me what you think you've got. I'll show you who I am. And it's time and time again that, that it, I, I'm brought back to those stones. And I'm like, God has never failed. Right. He's never failed once. And her story is so beautiful. And, like, it extends generations now of this beauty that God has from her family and it like the fact that I'm her son is another one of those and it's such a beautiful thing and it's a reminder to me to be like you know sometimes I do get that God I trust you in little things but I don't know if I can hand over the big stuff I don't know if I can hand over things that mean something to me yeah, yeah. Um, and then I remember those stones and I'm like no the, that's that's exactly what I need to hand to him yep. is he there's nothing he's failed on you can trust him in the little you can trust him in the gigantic things and it may not be the quick yes or no and it may not be the quick answer that you get but yeah. some of these stories span 20 years <laughs> yep. that it's like you started praying for this 20 years ago and you thought I failed you or you thought yeah. you couldn't trust me but I never once let you go and here I am now remember the stones I've never once failed and I will always be there for you yep well, and think, and think biblically, like of all the places where God had tried to intentionally put things into place so that his people did not forget. And we, they'd blow right by them. But like, like uh, all of the – think of it just even as, as you know, the, 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 the Israelites are – like they're memorizing scripture. They're doing put it on your doorstep. Put it on your forehead. Like these aren't like goofball things. These are don't forget that you are, I am your God, you are my people, I am with you, and I tasked you. I called your right. father Abraham with a specific job. You are a chosen people who are meant to mediate between me and the rest of the world that they may come to know me. And like, raise an Ebenezer, build an altar. Like, it's, it's one of those things where like, I get, uh, this feels odd coming because I'm like, I, 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 I'm in a house church. But like, there's something to you, something you guys were talking about last week on the show about walking into a town and seeing the highest thing above the town is a cross on a big old church building. And because it takes all kinds, and because I like to be reminded that the people of Jesus are holding forts somewhere in this town. And there's something comforting about that. And I th- I've often thought back to like, it means something different now, maybe in a landscape of, of, of different buildings and things. But like, let's say it was 1830. And you're pulling up on a town, and like the the way that the reason you know that there's a town up ahead is the first thing that you take in is some people of Jesus had put a really big spire in there yeah. that you may know that people of Jesus are here, and that you would know if there's nowhere else to go, I can go knock on that door. And I don't know, I don't know if the church still has that vibe anymore, 
Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But like, yes and no. I, I, kind of right. I th- and I think the people of Jesus can be that, but you can't necessarily see it from twenty three miles out. Right. But anyway, it's it's just like God even put in the rhythms of His people and the rhythms of the church to remember things. Commu- that's communion. Right, they, mm-hmm. these are the things we're like. Sometimes, like, well, we'll look at these. Look at these Pharisaical rituals. No, no, man. Look at the gift that God has given you to not forget these types of things. Yeah, it's and so take I, it as a hint. That's right. You're gonna forget. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And don't shackle yourself with it. Play with it like sprinkles. <laughs> like, yeah. and so it, it's just a. It, I think it's a good reminder. I, in fact, I've thought of that. I think someone had asked me one time to like, you know, tell me the things that God has done with your life, and like. I could tell a broad story, but I had a moment of panic because I thought it's probably a thousand things right? of which felt super impactful at the moment. And then what happened? I got distracted by something. Mm-hmm. I read a book. I had a baby. I, I, I shot hoops on a, on a, on a basketball yeah. hoop that's two feet lower than standard because it makes me feel awesome. Like yeah. whatever, the, whatever these things are that start to take over mm-hmm. and replace things that I intended to remember and that felt super impactful, except for you can look in the corner and see we got yeah. we have popsicle sticks on ours. Yeah. We've got yeah. some rocks and po- like the Do rocks something. are the big things. Popsicle sticks are the are, are the bugs. <laughs> are the bugs in the tortilla press. The rock is the lady on the subway. And like we have something like that on a little stand in the kitchen. Yeah. But hey, you've been listening to Live from the Path. Thanks for hanging out with us so far. Hey, if you're on if you're hanging out on the live stream, uh, I, I have gotten a smattering of reports uh, of of the live stream not behaving, and so uh, just know like we're we're recording the show. We'll replace it. We'll, we'll get the the the, the uh, local recording back up for your enjoyment pleasure. If you're having struggle with the live stream, that sounds like something to throw onto the Life of the Path complaint line. Yeah. Oh yeah. You should say that. Let's say you say I came to list. I don't care what this blowhard business that you guys are normal about. Give me more JPB. Yeah. And I came, and I've never listened to your show before, and now it's rife with technical difficulties. And if this is what I'm to expect. I'm going back home. So if you want to say that out loud because you feel like it, it emboldens you in the world, you give a call to the Life from the Path, Bob Eisenhower Complaint Line. That's 515-517-0085. What's happening? 015 Why is this happening to me? 515-517-0085. That's call or text. Okay? If, you're, if you don't want to bother to dial it in. Now, if you really want to get your ire across, here's the deal. I was at a coffee shop today, and I was, I was on the phone uh, doing work stuff, and this woman... <laughs> Interrupted the phone call I was on, and she go. What was it? Buva. She said something like, "Do you know how loud do you, you're? Do being? you understand how loud you're being? Yeah. She was sitting a foot and a half behind him <laughs> at a table when there were like thirteen other tables sitting right behind him and going. Your voice is projecting right into the window and coming right uh-huh. back at me. Do you realize how loud you're being? I almost died laughing at that. I had to walk away for a moment because that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. yeah. And I thought to myself, I really hope she has friends here by the time that I get on a call because I am much louder yeah. than Ben. Which which made me think, I need a card that's got the complaint line on it. They say, well, I, I, I'm making them. That would have been Here's amazing. What you do. And I'm so mad I didn't just have li- those Life today. is one big podcast. Th- that's right. Just, I do have a complaint line. Yes, hey, here you go. Hey, I've man, set this up. If we're talking about the kind of person you are i was also talked to by the baristas at that coffee shop that you looked like an insane person walking around for an hour on a phone call with earbuds in that no one had any idea you had in oh yeah and so you looked like you were talking to yourself (laughs) in a full conversation with iterations for a full hour and and she said do you know him are you good with him because he seems crazy (laughs) 
I thought it was awesome. Hey, we picked up a listener at the at the coffee shop. We today. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know her name, but she followed us on Instagram. Hey, uh, I think I think it had something to do. I don't remember your name. Thanks for for following us yeah. on Instagram today. We're up to like six. Yeah. Hey, if she said she was going to listen, Ben and I tried to tell her not to. Yeah. So I don't know, but look, John's on the show tonight. He's yeah. redeeming the this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be like, I, I right. saw John. I loved it. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. We're not we're not even close to half. Yeah, okay, so we want to be. So what do you want to do? Okay, John John needs to play one more tune uh, before we talk about something else and then he'll lead the show out in case we need to rescue it at the end. Okay, All right. Okay. That's, That's so, a lot of pressure. Okay, John, <laughs> what's next on the docket? Great. Um it's funny, like, after our conversation, or before the show, now I'm kind of like, do I use the expression explicitly Christian? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Purveyor of explicit yeah. Christian music. So don't think by what I'm Jump about over. to say that the song is explicit, but it is explicitly Christian, and that it's, like, I have a spectrum of songs. Um, so the and, children can stay in, in, in the room? Yeah. Yes, they can. This is PG, um, and uh, it's just it's just to say that it's clear from the content of the song that it is Christian. Okay. Um, and uh, that's not always the case with my songs they kind of exist on a spectrum i'd say uh like um you know the, the a small fraction of them um are very clearly christian yep <clears throat> actually i would say the bulk of them are clearly christian um a small fraction are like kind of sunday morning worship songs mm-hmm. um and then a, a, another smaller fraction on the other end are songs that just they sound like they could be a secular song but are in alignment with christianity or christian friendly yep um so they're they're there's nothing anti-christian in it right not at all um and so this is my song uh that is out of all of my tunes um it's a uh a clearly a christian song but it's the one that i think is the most um uh just uh uh um, crowd friendly, I guess is okay. the best way. Like it could, it could appeal to a wide, the wide audience. Okay. Um, it's called collide. And, um, I, uh, you know, one of the things I'm doing with my songs, if I stick to my guns, is I'm I'm recording them in the order that I wrote them. Mm. Um, so uh, I'd like to do a, like a chronological release, single by single. Yep. Um, and this one, I don't know where it's at in that mix, but it'll be a long time before I record it <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if I um, if I stick to my guns. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, this just it's a song about Jesus, about the cross, and what what really like happens there, and um, the. Um, that it is, it's the place where I have to go, and we all have to go to be able to uh, give and receive forgiveness. Well, uh, from God, for others, from others, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like the peacemaking place where right. we go um, to to find peace. Because as soon as I start forgetting how much I've been forgiven, it's hard for me to forgive. Um, and, uh, and I think that's likewise for people who need to forgive me. Yeah, totally. So that's what, where this song comes from. Um, it's called Collide. All right. You're listening to, uh, John Paul Birch on Live from the Path. Meet me where the thorns of fear and pride are no longer in our sides. Meet me where the tears of joy and praise flow from feeling heaven's grace. 
forgiveness costs so much But it's worth our loved one's touch Meet me where we're moved into new life Where truth and love collide Collide Meet me where the weight of guilt and shame Hung from nails below his name Meet me where the day turned dark as night Where our God won every fight Meet me where forgiveness costs too much but it's worth our loved one's touch Meet me where we're moved into new life Where truth and love Where truth and y'all so much oh man that was uh john paul birch uh here on life in the path with the song collide uh 
perhaps uh, to, to be recorded years from now on the based on the chronological execution. I mean, like if I clock. start recording them faster, then maybe it's next year. <laughs> you got to start like, burning through them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I find uh, myself almost having a physical reaction to these songs, and like I mean, from the perspective of like when it's when it's quiet at the beginning, I feel like pulled in to listen to it, and then you just like get louder in in, in great ways, and I have to step back for a second to take it in, and I literally found myself going back and forth through that song of like i'm listening quietly and sitting here in reflection and oh my gosh this is fantastic and i have to step back that was awesome i loved that that was good he's got that sweater he has on pulls yin (laughs) i wasn't gonna say it that way but yeah it is there's a lot of magic in the sweater that's right he's gonna tell a nice uh, like a story and then you're kind of paying real close attention and then wham yeah it's it gets you it's just like you know it's like the um uh, mr rogers you know vibes you know like bring you in And then, you know, the Corey Taylor influence uh, sends you home. Uh, my wife's going to ask me to get a sweater now. Dang it. <laughs> oh, Mike, did you ever... Did you Goodwill. Goodwill. Story, did you think your wife would tell you to get a sweater? I already own one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey. What? I want you to get the same sweater. <laughs> and we can do a who wore it better. Mine's got a wide... Mine's got a wide collar. It's the same same kind of operation. Great. Yeah, yeah. But it's got it. But it runs away. Oh yeah, those are but nice. The okay. problem is this, fellas. I've, Neither of us, none of us are going to wear it well enough, though. No. Here's what I want to happen, Mike. Yeah. I want you to self a selfie with this sweater on, got and it. John, I want you to selfie with your sweater on, and we're right. gonna, we're going to do who wore it better <laughs> oh, no. on the Instagram. Done. Boom. Be, I can do that, uh-huh. but I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I have a gray one too that I can wear also. Can I get in on this? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to wear an undershirt? Yeah. Yes, Mike. <laughs> this is why we don't let him no, on the TikTok, you, okay? If you want to make it fair. Uh, I'm just asking. It won't be a fair contest. And we're answering. The answer is yes. I'm you have to wear an underwear. That's all I want to know. That's a good point. Moses. Uh, no, it's not a good point. No, yes, wear it. it no, if you're going to tilt the scales if you do it. Then it becomes about how much... How much um, uh, don't say anything. How much don't <laughs> say anything. I don't need hamburger meat or nothing. Just, I know, yes. I was going to say chest wig, but fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah chest wig. Wig, yeah. Medusa Manly, <laughs> Medusa Manly. Oh man, you you asked why he doesn't get a TikTok. This is why. It's because this is what he'll do for thirty seconds. <laughs> That's all of them talking hey, at once. Soon as someone said chest wig, I saw Dan get closer to the microphone. Dan Dan's like, I've got one of those. <laughs> this is my time to shine. Okay, so I think we're gonna move. Let's skip the six things. Good. Uh, Boo. So let's let's round robin on like. Uh, like podcast or like preachers or something who you feel like what, what, what's the premise who have had an impact on you or that you you reach back for or yeah not just like I, like we don't just want like a podcast that you think are good but like they they, they did something oh yeah for your faith yeah. right oh, yeah. like yeah like you could think of it like a specific time where they did something yeah or you know or, or like they, there's their particular teaching or whatever like if you had one chance to try to give the gospel to somebody, you're like, hey, Ted, you got to listen to this. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I that never works, though. No, it doesn't ever. Right, right. Anytime, anytime <laughs> the Lord has used a podcast to really like to, to, to do something powerful in your life, as soon as you recommend it to someone else, they listen to it and go, it's real good. I, I don't think that did anything for yeah. me. Yeah. Did we happens. just talk about how not putting the Lord in the box and the so, not doing but here's the thing. We're saying if you erroneously try to recommend it to somebody, we're not saying the Holy Spirit's going to be all right with it. We're just no, going to say so Just be, be prepared for the like, yes. and yeah, that didn't, uh, yeah. yeah, it was all right. And I, you're like, that time, changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wrecked me. Yeah. yeah. I listened to five okay. minutes of it and I wasn't really. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I've been, I've been in tears. 
years at the end of that. But I didn't realize this happens to my wife all the time. I'm like, woman, you got to check this out. She's like, eh, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm weeping in the car by myself. The problem is the same. Same with my wife. I can't like tell her the podcast that I I've listened to and say they were super impactful. But I can't also just talk about them because then she'll think that I'm smart and that I was the one who came up with the thing that I learned from the podcast. I've ran into that a couple times where I've had to check and be like. Oh, no, no, that wasn't me that came up with that, by the way. I got that from a podcast. That podcast like, oh, I recommended perfect. that you were like, eh. So, okay. maybe you should yeah. listen to my... Yeah, maybe if you hear it in my voice for some reason, you'll think it's better. Okay, so changed your world, may or may not impact anybody <laughs> past the dull roar type of podcast or sermons or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's who's got one ready to go? I got three. Okay, Pow. you start <laughs> with one and we'll make our way around. I got Mike, one too. Say, <clears throat> Mike, do you got something in mind? Okay. Okay. We're we'll good. Sorry, uh, uh, Mike. If you got something, we're coming your way. Okay. Uh, okay. Life from the path, Mike. Go okay. ahead. I got. I've, I've, now you got to. You got to hear some. It's great so far. Well, I, I've tried. The, the, you can't listen. <laughs> eh, to the I don't know. You can't listen to the band, right? <laughs> but like uh, Mark Driscoll did, yes! a, did a men in marriage men in marriage sermon where he just straight up like yelled at dudes. <laughs> And I like, I totally needed it. You cannot listen to, to almost any of the rest of his teaching. Nope. You can't follow him as a man of, of integrity. But I'm telling you, this particular sermon, like, it showed up right when I needed it. I needed, I needed someone to hold me to account and say that God expected more out of me, and this sermon did it. And I probably shared that with every dude with testicles I could find. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you gotta listen to this. Hey, man, you gotta listen to this. Hey, let me send you over this thing. <laughs> hey, I think I might have been one of them. Yeah, guess what I'm talking about. So that if I had to go right off the bat and, and name one that like it really felt like it beat me up, uh, it was that one. Here's 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 I, I think part of the impact of 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 that particular sermon, but even things of that ilk, is it 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 took it took being a man seriously. Yeah. Like it said, you have something. God is trying to do something through you, and and you're sitting on your brains, completely not doing it, and it. It's what it felt like. It's it's such a weird thing, but I think we've seen this even as you think about. And Mike, you can speak to this better than I can. But you think about from like youth groups and stuff when you start engaging in relationships with kids who who have had kind of dicey home lives, especially in absent dads or just straight up junk ball dads. But like, there's there's something about holding like portraying to somebody that there is a standard for you where it feels like one it's a critique at you but it also implies that there's a there's a value within you that you are simply blocking That's that right. there's a belief yep. that you are better than what you are expressing out to the world and someone believes enough in you that it can that it can express itself to call you up to it yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and so like I, I like that that sermon takes a lot of uh, a lot of heat as a matter of fact when they did that uh, fall them all of Mars Hill thing, like that sermon got beat up pretty heavy. And like again, I, I'm with you. There's there's questionable things uh, certainly about about Mark Driscoll, but like there was something about someone who goes, "Fellas, God's got more than what you're doing right now," yeah. and and it, it 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 pulls you down, but at the same time builds you up yeah. to something. There's some my uh, I go to Lutheran Church of Hope, yep. um, and I was at the West Des Moines campus for several years, and now I'm at Hope Elam. But um, the senior pastor at uh, uh, West Des Moines, Mike Householder, he often says, um, "You are made for more," and he says it in just such a like right like tone. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like and he was, like yelling it essentially like more than I am. But the way 
when he says that, oftentimes the way he said, it's gotten into my own vocabulary yep. where it's like that's the best. Like cor- it's not correction; it's like calling you up to yeah. what you're made for and what you have in you to do. Yeah. And it's like it's just like the best kind of motivator for one. You know. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Okay, yeah. hits the spot. Oh man, that was that was the first one I ever heard. I was totally going to say that too. So thanks for stealing it. But yeah. <laughs> um, that was the first one I got that was real, like end of proverbs, gird your loin stuff. That was like, hey man, do you have any idea where I hold the snow? Yeah. Like, do you, end of joke. Do you, yeah, exactly. Like, or yeah, end of joke. Sorry. Uh, uh, do you have any idea, like, like who's the one who's in, like, where, who tells the the goat where to go? Like, you don't know anything. Here's who yeah. I am. Right. And I was like, oh cats, that's what I needed. Yeah. And at the like in the last five minutes of that when he like he gets that real quick like deep breath and then screams to where he loses his voice yeah i think i was maybe 18 maybe 19 when i heard that and it scared the crap out of me and i was like i've never had a man speak to me like this and it's on a computer and this is, <laughs> i like i don't want to be I'm in a room with, Mark, in with pastor Driscoll right now like i do not want to be there right. he's gonna look me in the face and be like you little boy and i'll be like yeah it's me <laughs> and I, I, I'm, a, I'm six foot three like i it, I, it was scary for me hey, he's like five two I, that, yeah, that's what i was saying like i'm no kidding he's five two i I've met be, the man he's i've been like a nothing. bouncer for years and i feel like i could I've, I've been in the intimidation place but like i feel like he'd look up at me and i'd like I'm really, I'm really sorry, Mr. Driscoll. Like, I apologize for for what I said there and how I was treating everybody around me. Um, so yeah, no, I can totally attest to that. Um, yeah. So, all right, Nathaniel, what do you got? Uh, Paul Washer. I knew. Okay, I knew you were going to take it at Paul Washer. Yeah, Paul Washer. Shocking yeah. youth message. <laughs> Dig it. Is it now? Is it the same ilk? Like same kind of thing? Uh, what what got you, what 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 pulled you in about it? Uh, I don't even know. I I was sitting on my couch in my dorm room, and I don't know how it even came up, but it came across the YouTube, and I sat there and I watched it, and it convicted me into following Jesus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just awesome. It was one of the, uh, the biggest uh, life changing things that I have ever seen or yeah. taken in is this uh, shocking youth message. Okay. Uh, wow. And this it was a con- even, like you converted as a result well, of this one single, or no, maybe you I wouldn't were say necessarily. I, I it just like I, I kind of came up in the church, and then this uh, I uh, got you, but didn't really understand all the way. Like it just never came together in my mind. I yeah. guess. And then I watched this message uh, by Paul Washer, and then directly after it, I listened to a message uh, by Dan. Oh. Uh, <laughs> And those two coupled together, <laughs> I was like, I think I believe in Jesus. <laughs> this guy, that's, that's, it's, all, it's the thought that, like, for a while, you're just putting on the uniform. And then yeah. there's a switch to sometimes where you're like, I am the uniform. Right. Like, yeah. Where, like, you become the mm-hmm. thing that you were yeah. trying to walk in. And that's what, that was kind of like the... the, the like the uh, the climax of the message is that he he gives an example where he's like if I came here and I said hey I was uh, late I walked in late and I said sorry I was late I was hit by a log truck mm-hmm. and uh, you say obviously you're not hit by a log truck you're you know you're just fine he's like well you know that's how you walking around saying I'm a Christian and not having anything different about your wow. life yeah. Uh, yeah, that's like that uh, microwave slow cooker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dang it. But, but times ten. And then, so like I came away from that sermon. I was like, man. So what? Like, is it all about you know doing things and working and being uh, you know? And then I listened to this message by Dan, and he gives an example of 
I don't know why I, I click really well with the like pithy uh, exa- yep. sermon examples. Yep. And uh, he says, you know, I love my wife Cheryl, and uh, I sometimes throw my my socks on the ground, and she hates that. And so uh, now I throw them in the laundry hipper. Yeah. Why? Because I love her. And I'm like, oh wow, that's why. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. And it just, I mean, my mind was just blown wide open. Right? I was like, and I prayed right then. Do, do I believe in Jesus? Yeah, I do. So I should go do it. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's great. That's awesome. Okay, this is great. Dan, so, you know that hamper thing was going to play like that? Uh, yeah, I had it planned. Yeah, okay, that's a figured so. I figured so. I was told I said this is going to be a good one. I'll put it in my tweetable I'm, tweets. I'm gonna grab Nathaniel with this one. Dad goes. Dad goes. This is going to bowl over the teens. <laughs> did did you have one apart from the the Driscoll thing, Booba? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um. Uh, when it comes to podcasts, it's been impactful for me. Uh, Tim Mackey oh, in yeah. the, uh, the uh, Exploring My Strange Bible, oh, yeah. uh, his oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, dude. Some of the stuff that he goes into, and he completely just just co- completely checks what I think I understand. Like, what I think I get about this whole thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I've understood that. I've read my Bible multiple times. Like, I've read, I've gone through it all. And he's like, yeah, but did you slow down ever and, like, actually read it? And I go, I think so, Tim. And then he shows up, and he's like, no, you did not. Let me tell you why you never read it, and, and I'm going to tell you how I read all of it, and then studied it in four languages. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I did it in acute infographic, so here you go. Here's here's to wreck everything you ever knew. Um, and so that's, that, that is an impactful podcast. I, I, I highly recommend it to anybody. Um, but when it comes to like someone who's taught me something um, that, that just completely wrecked me, um, uh, was a guy that used to be on the show, Dave Herrick. Yep. Um, I went through uh, I went through a, a class of his, and uh, the the sad part is is I can't recall one specific class that changed it, but it was it was that guy. Yeah. Um, I did not understand what it looked to like what we call uh, to smell like Jesus, like just flat out did not know what it looked like, and I had such a fake and. Cultivated relationship that I I put out that I wanted people to see, and I, I really manicured it to look as good as possible. And then he shows up, and I meet him, and I get to know him, and I go, "Crap, I I look I look like a pansy in every situation. I'm fake. I, I I'm not showing up with the real Jesus, and I don't know him, and I don't call him Father, and I have I literally have never met him." The way that, that Dave Herrick had, and it was it was interesting situation. It was the same thing I talked about a couple weeks ago, where he gave me all the money in his wallet to buy a car, and money was a big thing. It always has been for me, and I don't really know why. But like, I suck at trusting God with money. I just flat out do, and I'm getting better at it, thankfully. But like, I did not understand it because I had said I'm going to buy this car in a couple of days. But I couldn't buy it that day because I couldn't get to the bank. And the dude pulls out, like, I think it was 800 bucks out of his wallet. And he just hands it to me. And he goes, buy the car today. And I go, I, no, you're out of your mind. And he goes, I don't, I, this is, this, I don't care. Take it. And pay me back next week. And at, this, was, this was at a time where I had no reason to be trusted by anybody. I lied to everyone around me. I really did manicure at all. And he just was like, I'm, whatever, you're taking it. I feel Holy Spirit moving in this. And I went and bought the car, and I came back to him a week later, and I was, I was pumped because the whole week I was like, I don't know if he'd ever call me out on it if I didn't give the money back. Mm-hmm. And I could, I could just, I could steal 800 bucks from this man. And it wasn't meant to be nefarious. It was just like, I kind of suck as a person, and I don't think anybody's going to expect anything out of this. <laughs> and I'm like 19, and it makes sense. Everybody hates me. Um, but 
I come back a week later and I go, hey man, and I'm I'm like jazzed up that I was being honest. And it was that part of my life when I was like, yes, I didn't do the really crappy move. Like I actually showed back up with the money. And I'm like, I'm an all right guy. Like this is okay. I may know Jesus. And I go to hand him the money and he goes, I, I don't need it back. And I go, wow, okay, okay, nope, this isn't cool, I need to give you this money back. And he goes, no, I want you to give it to a charity. And I'm like, I hate you (laughs) so much right now. And he was like, no, I'm going to give you, uh, I'll tell you a good charity to give it to. And I'm like, you are, I, I did the thing, I showed up with the money, don't. Don't test me further than this, dude. Like, it's astonishing that I showed back up with this and didn't lie about a story where I got mugged or something or couldn't come up with the money or whatever. Like, just take it. And he saw right through it, Holy Spirit style. He was like, no, 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 I I need you to give this to this charity. And he wrote down the name of the charity and gave me the, the name of the website. And I went back and I pulled up this website and I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna do this. I don't think I'm going to give this money away. I think I'm going to keep this and tell him I did it. And I'm like, I can't be that guy. I can't. I can't be that guy and know him. Like, because one, it's the shame of going back to him and going, yeah, I did it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We both love Jesus, right? (laughs) But it was also from the perspective of like, I can't see that in my life and see somebody that smells like Jesus and pretend like I can call him my father and do that kind of move. Yeah. It's 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 totally it's it's kind of like the 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 sock on the floor, but like it's it's the it's once once you get to know you know Jesus, like you start to feel uncomfortable about yeah. the, when Jesus is in the house yeah. and the okay. thing that you also brought in. You're yeah. like, I can't shoot. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like, I can't I can't do that. I can't yeah. be that guy. Yep. And so I gave it. I gave all the money to the charity, and and I came back to him, and I think. It, It was almost like he didn't even remember that he did it. Yeah. Mm. And that was the craziest part to me. Because, like, something that was so impactful and that just wrecked my understanding of myself and and my relationship with Christ was just a Tuesday for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is life-shattering things. And he's like, no, what? What, you, what I gave you money, and I'm like I hate you so much <laughs> right now. But at the same point in time, thank you for showing me Jesus. Yeah. Like thank you for showing me. It was like, and 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 that was that was one of the biggest moments for me. Uh, was was that moment of seeing somebody that really smelled like Jesus yeah. and being real about it. And that dude just, I mean, just constantly wrecked me. And I almost fought him at a gas station one time, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, that's a great story. I, I, I almost punched him in the face over a hot dog. I'm be real honest about that, but. There's that a, dude just smelled like Jesus. A, in fact, he awesome tried to buy you a hot dog, and you were like, "Dude, no!" He made me throw a hot dog away, and I almost hit him. Oh, yeah. Long story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, if there's there's an episode, if you look at the backlog, there's an episode called "Gone Gone Buva," and that was that was when uh, Troy, right when he moved and left to, to go to Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, uh, and he did tell that story there. So if you want to hook up with that story, just uh, search for "Gone Gone Buva," and that that'll be back there. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Dave Herrick. Yeah, I appreciate you. man. Okay, right on. All right. Uh, um, so I have a I have a, pod, a podcast. Okay. Um, the, um, well, it's not necessarily a podcast, but it is now. So now, so that this, it's, uh, Tim Keller's, uh, mm-hmm. Redeemer Presbyterian Church. At first, it was just their app. Yep. And the summer that I came, like, the first summer I had as a believer, I listened to probably every single day a sermon from mm-hmm. him. And they, ju- it was just like, I just could not get enough. Like, it was just, it was just so powerful to me. Um, his, his, breaking things down the way he did his just 
the the style that he gave it in, the expertise that he brought, like I mean, all the things, his voice, yeah. which is just like you know, if I, I feel like he would be a contender for voice of God in any kind of <laughs> uh, script, but. Um, yeah, he just uh, those in his books and all that, but it's like it wasn't necessarily a podcast. But now I'm listening to the Gospel and Life podcast, which is just essentially the same thing. It's yep. a bunch of his sermons, just his old sermons, and man, I don't think I've ever had a sermon by him where I wasn't just like, "Wow, yeah, right, like this is true." Yeah, I can't believe, it. like, I just can't believe how true this is. Yeah. Like, this is wild. Yeah. I got to be honest, that's what I really liked about that Collide song, right? Because we talk about this a lot, that like the truth of, of Jesus can't be brought without the love of Jesus, right? right. And any doing either one of those without them together yeah. is not how Jesus did it, yeah. right? Like he did not love without saying true things, and he never yes. said true things without loving. Yes. And so like that Collide song is almost perfect because it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You're like, this is so true. And like what is true is that like I am so deeply known and loved and yeah. – like honestly, deeply known in love. Right. You know what's awesome yeah. is that the, the the word collide actually. I was going to say this like gives you the the image of two things barreling yes. fast at each other right. that combine as they're not just like casually bump into You're each right. other. Bump. Strength of both yeah. coming together. Like it's a great word for how we think about that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I don't take credit for it. You know, like it's fun, it's one of those uh, funny things as a songwriter now um, believing and believing that God is so instrumental in my songwriting because on one hand I'm like. I give all credit to God for every single thing I do. But on the other side, I feel like that's kind of sounding like, I mean, this, this <laughs> like, I'm hyping this up a little bit. Like, this better be good. And it's like, but at yeah, the same time, it's true. I appreciate like, your honesty in that so much. Like, I mean, like, yeah, we I, have had so many people to come on this show that's like, really, everything I've done is because of Jesus. And all that I do, it's everything I've, I've done. By the way, this song came from the Lord directly. Right. Really, it's like, this better be good. It yeah. better be dang good. Like, yeah. This have better to be to some it. real yeah. song. Yeah. Style writing, yeah. it's, where it's, it's, like, it's a funny mix where I'm like, I mean, like, this is, I mean, it really does feel like it came from God, but like, uh, you know, yeah, God don't write no stinkers. This though. better be a good, yeah, he's, he's, uh, better be good. Yeah. Okay, all right. So t- Tim Keller, oh man, Tim Keller for John, yeah, always, yeah, right on. Yeah. I do like Tim Keller. Uh, Mike, did you have one? I don't really have a podcast, uh, but what made me finally step up to man was uh, to be the man that I needed to be was a Tony Evans, mm-hmm. you know, just kingdom man, yep. you know, stepping up and being that man of the house, the foundation of my family, finally eating dinner with them, yep. um, you know, and stop watching that TV and stuff. Cause my wife is so supportive of me where she's like, Oh, you work so hard. You could, <laughs> you could watch TV. I'll do the dinner and stuff. And I could have been that guy that just took advantage of that. Right. Yeah. But that was just listening to Tony Evans and say, Hey, you need to be, be the example be that and step up go wash those dishes go do you know what needs to be done for look who's watching you yeah yeah right the the future you know you're you know so that's that's the one i always recommend yeah that's right on i you know and and again i I think it it hits on the i think for fellas that like there's just something that's that says look i'm calling you to better and i think i think we feel this right like you kind of know it when you're sitting down not doing anything. Uh, but, like, th- there's just something something that God stirs inside this you. This is the best I am. <laughs> well, like, My wife said I could play video games. <laughs> got at least 13 more minutes. I'll be honest, Mike. Your explanation that goes, uh, you know, my wife goes, yeah, you should go out and watch TV. I was like, what, are you get- what kind of class do you send the wives through? <laughs> That's never happened to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, can, I also got another good one. My wife says I'm 99.9% of the time I'm right. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, if it's a correspondence course or whatever, I mean, I'll pay. Maybe it's a, like a, something in the air. We can just drive by your place, baby. Hey, man. Pick that's, up. Does she that's have a podcast? <laughs> my, my, my wife and I got married, and like I, I didn't really play any video games, but like her brother gifted me a PS4 just yeah, to cool. be a nice guy. And my wife was like, you should play more video games. And I went, who are you? What are you talking about? I was like, that's not how this goes. What do you mean? And she goes, no, honey, you worked hard today. And I'm like, I... I did what? nothing today. Hey. What are you talking about? The- I'm like, I don't know what kind of honeymoon phase we're still in, but that is absolutely not the truth. She goes, you're just so stressed out from everything you do. Thank you. Play video games. Hey, and I'm like, Lord, is this not- a test? You're stressed out. <laughs> Go outside. You're not going to be all stressed yeah, out exactly. in here. Yeah, you don't get to be stressed out in here. Go build something. My you're wife goes, the vibe with me I love that. Skyrim, and I can't wait to see you play with your characters. And I'm like... <laughs> This is this is the reason God loves me. Is it's like like I, he shows off this way, and he's like, "Here, I'm going to give you a wife that loves that you play video games." I don't think they were growing ladies like this in the early 2000s, Mike. <laughs> I ain't speaking to this. What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, you guys got to be careful. No, I was just asking you in general. That's not my experience. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dan. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it seems like everybody, we, we go back to those pivotal times in our lives, Yep. and, and God sends, tends to speak through what maybe everybody else thinks is, is mundane, whatever, but, it's, but, it, but it hits us. And, yep. Uh, like, for me, if I go back to 18-year-old Dan, uh, the internet didn't exist yet, um, and uh, podcasts weren't a thing. What are you yep. laughing at? <laughs> I, got, I, got a wager on what, I got a wager on what you're going to say. What's the thing? <laughs> It, it, it was it was Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. No, it wasn't. Uh, no. <laughs> you you know what I'm gonna say? Because uh, I've said it before. I mean, it, it, like I had a n- really no no a father figure in yep. my life, and I thought I was 18 years old. I needed to figure out how to be a, a dad and a husband. I had no clue, and so focus on the family. Is that what you're gonna say? Yep. That that, was, that was my thing. Uh, yep. um, and, I, and that every every single day it was a different topic, different thing. But it was like stuff I'd never heard in my life. You, yeah. you know, it's like this is this is crazy. And I, I had a girlfriend, but it wasn't. You know, it was it was more looking to the future of what what my my wife would be. And then after that, Chuck Swindoll would come on. I didn't know who Chuck Swindoll was, so I'd listen to him yep. just because it was the next thing. It was on the radio. I like yeah. Chuck Swindoll. Yeah, he was Swindoll. Good, good stuff. I saw the stuff. Yeah. And, and at that time, I was going into studying ministry, so I'd like kind of listen to it in, in a technical way, like well, how does he put this together. And then later on, I would, I would like buy tapes from guys, right? So, so Bob Russell, Mike Bro. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, for years, I I'd get their tapes in. I listen to to the cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I had cassette tapes. <laughs> but here's the thing: like in, in recent years, like I, I've I've done all the podcast stuff too. Like um, I've done what's his name? I always forget his name. Uh, you were talking about um, Driscoll. Drisco, yeah, Perry Noble. You always uh, call him Drisco too. Uh, yeah, every I'm time. Like, like, like Drisco burger, I, and I loved it, and I, and I really enjoyed. But it seems like everybody in the last fifteen years that I'll, I will listen to and really dial into, like they they blow up. I know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm like, and, I'm like, and then and you know, okay, people are people. I get it. You know, they're humans. Right, so so yeah. I don't I don't like hold anything against them. It's just like. It's not the same for me now as it was yeah. 20, 50, 40 yeah, years right. ago. Whatever, how old am I? <laughs> right. hey. When I was 18. Cassette tapes um, didn't bring the ego that the internet brought. 
Oh, sometimes it. Yeah, no, I think that's it. There's some truth in that, though, right? Well, there's absolutely nobody retires before they like fall. Like everybody goes back in the little. Hey, how many tapes did we sell today, Martha? I mean, you know, they, they, that was going on. I'm sure. The fact that you said Martha is the name in that situation well, also says how long ago that was. That was a long time ago. Hey, my wife Martha is very upset about you. <laughs> Just play those video games, honey. When we started Pathway Church, one of the first things I did is I bought a two tape duplicator so I could measure <laughs> the, the effectiveness of the message. You're on your way, Dan. And, and every day I'd be like, hey guys, how many tapes did we sell? We got 30 on that one. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened when I was about 10. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I was one of the kids in that basement. So, yeah. Mm. But so I mean, there's still valuable stuff, and, I, and yep. I, I gained stuff from Drisco, Mark, and, uh, and and from Perry Noble, you know, and and the guys that, that have kind of disappeared. I, there's there's nobody current. I, I like the Bible guy, Mackie. Uh, yep. I do like Mackie. I do like that. You know, there's stuff anymore. I, I've I've just not connected with a particular one. I just I'll put in a topic. Um, and, yeah. and, and just find something. I'll listen to two or three people on that topic, and I, I like that more than anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably because I'm not invested in like I'm not like hey because they keep are, letting are you, you down. Drinking or <laughs> don't deify affair, them as a person. You, right? You think you're a hero? I mean, I, I just I can just get the Bible content and mm-hmm. and kind of soak it in. <laughs> okay, I can pick some stuff out of that. Yeah. So I've kind of evolved in in that world. So yeah. Yeah, I would. You know, if there's a theme in that, I think there's there's it's part of where we talked about not putting God in a box or the Spirit in the box. I think we have to be cautious not to put the Bible in a box. Like yeah. the belief that like this is our finite human wisdom has got this thing figured out. That's why like listening to guys like Tim Mackey um, and, and and others that are able to look at Scripture and start again what seems it's it's deeper, it's wider, it's higher. Yep. Um, and I think it's again it's a con a constant um, humility. On even as we think about interacting with other Christians on how we've interpreted the Bible or things like that, it's just yeah. being humble in that yeah. and allowing Scripture to be bigger than me. And yeah. I think that's handy. I was thinking kind of about that today when I, I was thinking about Tim Keller's sermons and everything, and I was just thinking about like, man, I can't like he just he he uh, he preaches with such a such a confidence that he understands like mm-hmm. what like where Jesus is coming from and what he's teaching in something like some sp- particular thing and and like he just has these like wonderful insights that like I'm like man how are like how do you how did you find like get this such a like how do you have such a handle on these things at all yep. like and but like I think too he probably if you talk to him he probably uh he he probably would a say that he was given an insight by God through his study and reading of Scripture, yep. and two that his diving deeper into it only makes it more overwhelming to him. Like that, oh yeah, just how he's only scratched the surface. Man, yeah, actually, I've, I've, I've was listening to something recently with um, on NT Wright on his podcast, and like that was the interesting thing. That guy still does. I mean, he's he's produced a billion books. <laughs> Uh, no, he did a podcast. It, well, oh yeah, he's there's an Ask NT Wright podcast, which is interesting because like he's done like super scholarly stuff and then like accessible things. Um, but it's like like a lot of the questions to him are like pastoral. Like he mm-hmm. was the bishop of Durham. Like he he was a pastor. He did like these pastor things. Anyway, so like listening to him answer kind of day to day questions are interesting from a guy that like you know has like gone deep on everything right. in some form or another. But like listen to him talk about like his his daily reading. That guy's like getting up in the morning at six thirty and reading the the Greek New Testament for like half an hour, and and so like this is a guy so a guy who you would look and go he knows uh, you know a billion things more than I do still opens the morning searching the scriptures for God to speak to him, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like it's 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 kind of right. like thought yeah. that same thing. Like when you're giving the example of Tim Keller, is like the, 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 even those guys would go, "Oh, I've not even scratched the surface right. here." <laughs> and then like to like and without getting like too deep into like um, uh, 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 potentially, um, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. but like a uh, high conflict material. Like yeah. like I, one of the I, I I was at a spot about a year and a half ago. I started getting into a place where I was like I was struggling with some like realization of the disagreement that yeah. exists over interpretations of things. And sure. N.T. Wright and Tim Keller were oh, actually yeah. like two folks who they disagree on some things yes. that where I was like, where, well, I, shoot, how can I, where am I? <laughs> like, I what am this? I going to do? <laughs> like, how am I ever going to come to any, like, like, who am I? Like these guys, this is their full time living for the last 40 years and they can't agree on right. like, exactly on some pretty important stuff. It's like, it, it got, it just, it was like a, one of those, man, this is hard. Yes. This is going to be tough. Yep. Yep. And and actually, you know, one of the things like listening to a and reading a wide smattering of 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 teaching and folks and stuff, like what I've been becoming more and more comfortable with over the years was like God is still God here. Like so, between if you think of the things that the guys like Tim Keller and N.T. Wright are arguing over, they're both arguing for God's rulership, God's sovereignty, God's ability to control situations. There's there's variations on levels of things that humans are comfortable with, Mm -hmm. um, but like. None of them misplaced my understanding of how God looks at the world yeah. and a, a right understanding of who he is. Like, now we're talking about things that, like, I think I think when I see Jesus, he'll explain it to me and I'll go, oh, okay, yeah. I'll get it. It's, a, it's at least evidence that, like, some of, the, some of the disagreements that exist in the church, at least my opinion is, like, um, and I imagine you guys would share it, is that, like, if folks who are so um, diligent and, like, have so much time and expertise – can't agree on some things like it's 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 reason to give pause and go like you know this is hard yeah like this is not uh this is not cut and dry like it's not as cut and dry as a lot of folks want it to be yes uh, right you know yeah And, and even even if there is if and when there are like someone's right and someone's wrong you know it's just like don't have arrogance to say like how could you possibly think this right because look at like how you know, easy it is for folks to disagree who are really like who 10 times more, um, more time to spend on this. than I do yes. with most of us. Yeah, th- that's right. That's right. Like at the end, if we look and go, you know, as humans, we're having a hard time feeling like we fully understand and know an incredible creator God. Well, doesn't that sound right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That feels like it sounds that right. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Did everybody go? Everybody went but you. Okay, I'm up. Um, so, so I, I actually, I would say mine. If if I had to, probably three three spans in life. I think the first one was was Mark Driscoll, and I think the the reason for that primarily was is he took he was the first guy that I'd heard speak. Um, like everybody took the Bible seriously, but like he kind of took it a step further and 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 goes no no like this this changes everything, and not just changes everything from a like oh we you can go to heaven type of thing, but like. This changes what you do day to day. Um, and, like, I think I had not heard someone talk about it with such force that that was the truth. And that, like, no, really, don't walk out of here. This changes everything. And so um, I, th- that that hit pretty hard. And it took the Bible seriously. Like, it, it, it he spoke about it in such a way. Um, and he was going, like, I, I'd heard a lot of topical stuff up to that point. But, like, watching him, like, go through books of the bible like line not, not exactly line by line but at least section by section was like oh i mean he's spending a lot of time focusing on this thing and so like it just it it 
it brought the Bible for a sense of something deeper that I think I had not latched on to up to that point. And then there was a transition, and Dan's to thank for this, is that um, – is is introduced me to a guy named Shane Wood, um, and he posts. He he teaches at Ozark um, Christian College, and he um, he's got his classes and lectures are online. I didn't go to Bible school, right? And so like my, my I, I can read commentaries and I can study study the word, but like I did, there wasn't any formal training in there. And so listening to somebody like kind of lecture on the Bible, like I was just tapped in because like again, it, there was a space to go. Hey, you think that's a you think that's a wild thing that the Bible said? You should. That was a wild thing. Why Why does the Bible say that? Why are we talking about this? How is this interacting with other things that God's word is telling us? How are people of the time talking about this? Like just the thought that like there are some there were some really sharp people who are like whatever things that I might be worried about. There are really smart, sharp people who've been digging into this thing mining God's word for depth that I was I I wasn't missing like God was depriving me of it but it was like an, a continual unveiling of more and more you're like it's like going into a to a house that you thought had 10 rooms and the realtor and you the get to the end and they're like okay that was all 10 and they goes no but there's another one and then every time you get in there they go no wait there's another one <laughs> yeah. um and so like it, it's it was just um to, to, it just opened it just opened so much to think about the reliability of scripture, the ability to ask questions of it and go, you know, I don't know. That's interesting. But like in such a serious way that goes, it doesn't risk my faith to ask the questions off of inspired human writers in so- socio-cultural context communicating what it's like to interact with a living God. Like what a that's my experience. And so that that opened up for me and he was re- he's he's a winsome like he's 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 a good he's a really good teacher. Um and there was something about taking again same thing but on a different <laughs> level. It wasn't forceful. He's actually a pretty kind of softer spoken fella, but he's like he's the guy who t- would tell a story that like um some guy wants to steal your car, and he's like, "Well, let him have it," like type of thing, and and it just it just changed to go like, "Do you take this serious, or these are just things you put on the back of your bumper sticker, your yeah. car, or put on the side of your thing?" Like, give it away then. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, that was powerful to me, and I think, and then the Bible Project kind of extended that. So like, a continual, continually watching, watching people go. I mean, dive in deeper, man. Like the like God is in here, and he's and he's he's got so much to say, and allowing even the biblical writers. To let the to let scripture breathe mm. deeper than whatever almost petty cultural things that we're fighting over for the Bible. And like some of it is worth fighting over, most certainly. Yeah. But like just letting letting scripture be deeper than whatever thing us humans feel like we've conquered. And that, yeah. I think that was the progression of stuff. Yeah. All right, hey, you're listening to Life from the Path. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh but time for fighting for the you prepped an advice. I no? don't know, man. What do okay. You think? You want to try to fire through it real quick? Let's get through the Druid advice, and then John's going to take us out. Okay, ready? Did you did you you got a preparation to speak about Druidism? As far as I understand, Druidism is like an under is a belief in the spiritualism of nature and natural objects. I hate that. Um, so to to understand that nature has spirits within them that have power that can be called upon uh, with uh, an understanding and respect alongside it. So, but Jesus says the rocks would cry out. Is your thought? Are you accusing Jesus of being a druid? I am not. I would say that a druid would probably create a totem of uh, like a tree and recognize that that tree totem may have had a spirit or a piece of a said spirit within it that has power to grant them the ability to do things 
metaphysically in their own life. I want to talk hey, to rocks. Is this hey, possible? This is the exact thing we don't hey, have time for. Booba. The exact thing. Booba. Booba. Can I speak with rocks? Dear life from the path. In Diablo 2, <laughs> you can... No. Okay, go ahead. Dear life from the path. My husband is a druid, and I'm worried that he wants to sacrifice me at Stonehenge. You didn't say... Booba didn't say anything about that. I didn't get to that point yet. Mike cut me off. I am 41, and my husband is 43. We've been married for 23 years, and every solstice and equinox, he gets out a big bronze knife and tries to persuade me to come to Stonehenge with him so he can sacrifice me to ensure a good harvest next year. You don't think this... Okay. I, I always make an excuse why I can't go with him, like I've got a headache or my mom's got a bad leg, but my excuses are wearing thin. That's wild. He says that lots of his druid friends have sacrificed their wives, and I'm just being stubborn. <laughs> Honey, I can't go to Stonehenge. My leg hurts. I don't want to get sacrificed, but I'm afraid I'll lose him if I don't give him what he wants. Please help me. I am at my wit's end, and I don't know what to do. You should lose him. Call the police. I'm just, Mike, I'm going to ask. This gives away the man behind the curtain. But, like, is this from the same source of which we normally harvest? No. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, it, I'm suspicious as as to whether or not this is true. Yeah, what do you I, mean? I, yeah. From a druidic just, perspective, I'm fairly certain Stonehenge is is more ley lines in 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 Wicca than druidism. Just I don't Babylon know. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to help this woman, right? Okay, I would say yeah. I mean, it's time to get out. You know, every equinox and solstice is a lot. Get way out. That's yeah, a lot I'm, of frequency. As far out as you can get. Plan your vacations out. on those times. I yeah. <laughs> Don't look for ley lines. Yeah. Change your name. Change your identity. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to it's go to kick a bait on this one. Go ahead. I mean, he, he seems safe the other times of the year. So just just stay away from <laughs> He only pulls it's out totally, the knife. Totally sane until the equinoxes. True. It sounded like her finishing qualm was that if she doesn't give in, that she'll she'll lose him. Yes. But if she does give she'll in, die. she still loses him. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Right. She's in a lose-lose. Well, from her perspective. I don't believe that that your marriage has has been like developed and the and the covenant is with God that we call God and so I think in this situation you could leave get out you you do not have you do not have a covenant with with the God of Abraham yeah uh, I I think it's okay to walk away and find find someone that you can have that kind yeah. of covenant with that also won't attempt to sacrifice you twice a year I, I, yeah. might, I might encourage you to not date for a while. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should take in that maybe you're not the best at picking folks. Yeah, is he a farmer? It What's does... he need a good crop for? No, he might be. He might be a farmer. I recommend you delete your profile from druidsonly.com. Okay, um, and, and get away from that as quickly yeah, as possible. It's, it's okay to bail. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Segular says. Yeah. Segular says. It sounds to me that you have been leading your druid husband up the garden path a bit by making excuses every solstice and equinox. While you can't come to Stonehenge to have your throat slit or be eviscerated, you may have given him the impression that you would be happy for him to sacrifice you to oppose the gods when it's convenient. You need to have, This is not the same. I don't know where this came from. You need to have a heart-to-heart with your man and tell him that you love him, but that you do not want to be sacrificed in any circumstances. I feel like a heart-to-heart with your man in that situation might be a double sacrifice, so be careful. It, wait a minute. It may be that he finds himself another woman to sacrifice on his pagan altar, but I'm afraid that's a chance you will have to take. There's also a chance that you're not going to make you. You can't make it like into Stonehenge. Just a heads up. I don't think you can like go in there with a bronze knife and then they'll just let you kill somebody. Well, I don't like, think I could take rando advices from people anymore. <laughs> that was. 
Yeah. Oh boy, I, I feel like Jesus fixes this, and and you should you should meet him. Yeah. yeah. My hope is that this is a creative writing, and uh, they, oh. they they ought to, if that is the case, uh, totally publish. But yeah. if, if that is not, and this is true, please, for the sake yeah, of your life, to, get out of there. We need to make some immediate changes <laughs> yeah. in the way that we're looking at things. Yeah. Delete that Druids Only profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah Druids Only. <laughs> okay, hey, you've been listening to Life in the Path. Maybe you have a worldly problem, and you say, these late-night internet fellas can be of assistance to me. No, we can. And I want to wait a couple hours into a show to hear it. This, we're the guys for you. You can get a hold of the Live from the Path Complaint Line, sponsored by uh, local realtor and celebrity Bob Eisenhower. Yeah. Oh, I uh, love that guy. That's 515-517-0085. Uh, 515-517-0085. Call or text. Uh, also, if you want to use that complaint line, I'll be honest, uh, complaint line is the most likely reason that you're using it, but maybe you thought the show was great. You want to pass on kudos to John. Uh, you want to encourage him to get out like, and say, you can need to separate from this relationship with these fellas. Uh, you can, I'll pass it on. I, there's no shame here. Uh, I'll say, John, we heard from three people, and they said, it's time to bail from Live from the Path. Right. I don't have a problem with that. So a call or text. We'd love to be able to hear from you um, uh, on your feedback on the show. And with that complaint line, you can also hit us up on LFTP Show on Instagram. That's Live from the Path Show on Instagram. You can send us a DM. We do monitor that. Um, I, I don't think Mike monitors it, though, so don't worry about like him responding to you. I don't know it exists. Yeah, yeah. so uh, hit us up on LFTP Show on Instagram, um, where we will be uh, we'll be following John now, too. So, yeah. so you can uh, link up on socials Back for that you. as well. Yep. Uh, we try and follow some of the people that have been on the show. So if you're looking for people that you've heard of before and are wanting to jump on and meet them as well through that, uh, again, that's LFTP Show. Okay. Hey, let's uh, let's finish the show on a high note. John's got one more song for us. John, you want to tell us about it? High note? Was that a pun? Oh no. That well, I don't no know. Pun I intended. I don't, hope I didn't box. <laughs> it's a low note, no. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so a little setup of the song is uh, it's called We'll Meet Again, uh, which is perfect for the end of a show because, you know, I hope that I will uh, meet all of you again, um, God willing, and uh, um, this life or the next, that's kind of what this song is about. Um, it's uh, uh, it's become my anthem for believing in hopefully happy reunions with all my loved ones, uh, this life or the next, um, this life and the next. Um and uh, it was, uh, it's the only song that I have released, so you can listen to it on all the different things out there. Um, Spotify and um, I, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, um, you know, a million other ones that I don't know the name of. Um, and uh, there's a music video on YouTube. Um, it was a lot of fun doing this. Was my, like I said, it was a long time coming. Uh, first single, big deal for me. Uh, released it last November with a, a studio band, a bunch of friends of mine, and uh, uh, talent, very talented musicians. And I wrote this song. So this was the the uh, the song that I wrote. Um, I, I start to finished it. It was the last song that I finished before I started home. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was still in the, com- I was in the completely non-believing world when yeah. I wrote this. Um, but um, I feel like there's a lot of evidence in this song of God um, moving in my life and preparing me for the faith that I would have. Yep, I can feel and remember in it a tension about even faith in general. Like there's a lyric in it where it says, um, I believe we'll meet again. And uh, I originally wrote it um, as I feel we'll meet again because I didn't want to say believe. I yep. felt like it was just it was too far. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and so anyway, I, the song was inspired by um, my first memory of my grandmother. Um, and uh, she's alive and well today. We're very close. Her name's Sandra. Um, and she's just been one of the most influential people in my life, uh, one of the most loving figures in my life. And my first memory of her... 
I'm thinking I was probably first grade or so, kindergarten, first grade, and um, I just remember being in her living room and uh, asking in all seriousness, Grandma, if uh, you ever pass away, will you write me letters from heaven? Mm. It's dead serious. Like, there's not an ounce of kidding in me. Right. And um, so, I was thinking, I, I just was reflecting on that memory um, when I started writing this song. And I was just really inspired by the childlike innocence of that question, you know, to be like, remember that space of being a kid asking the dead serious question, you know, would you write me letters from heaven? Like, that was reality, you know, like for me and a total possibility. Yeah. Um, I really, there was a part of me really craving that innocence again, um, and uh, and still is. So I, you know, I think I was I was on a path trying to find more of that um, childlike innocence, which I feel like God is totally for and uh, right. doing in all of us. And so, uh, like I said, it's become my anthem for not only my um, my relationship with my grandmother um, and how much I love her and hope that we'll meet again this life or the next in our, in our ongoing relationship, but in so many other relationships with all kinds of different reasons why I, you know, we're, we're parted for now, um, hoping that we'll, we'll meet again. So, I hope you'll enjoy this. Thanks for, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, all right. You've been listening to Live from the Path. Uh, make sure you find John Paul Birch on uh, the various social media platforms, including uh, TikTok. Uh, you can you can find him out there. TikTok star. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's breaking out. And so, um, big thanks to John. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow him on the socials so you can see where he's going to be. You go out, uh, say, uh, see him in person. Say, hey, I saw you on Live from the Path. And, uh, you know, you also be kept up to date when he's got some uh, new music to be able to go out and listen to by... Wait, do you have any merchandise, like things with your face on it? I uh, do have two shirts left, um, a medium and an extra small, and then I've got more that I'll be ordering hopefully soon. Like, I'll take the extra small. Not, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you I thought you meant two shirt designs, but you mean literally I two have shirts. Two, literally two shirts left. <laughs> one's an extra small, one's a medium. Okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, so, yeah, I, I, I bring them with my, to my shows. Okay. And, uh, and uh, I have more sh- more shirts coming. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, man. So, it's, it's Christmas is coming around the bend. Get yeah. your, be prepared for your merchandise uh all right thanks so much john for coming on um we'll, we'll close out the show with well we'll meet again with john paul birch on life from the path when you get where you're going would you let me know Could you write me a letter wherever you go? Would you write it all down to show me around? Let's stay in touch. Could you send me a note? Just send it afloat. I love you so much. So much. So much When you get where you're going Would you share the view Could you send me an angel Show me what to do Would you come in disguise But don't hide your eyes Let's stay in touch 
Could you send me your smile every once in a while? I love you so much, so much, so much. And although we may be far away. You're still with me every single day And although I don't know how or when I believe that we will meet again When you get up to heaven, would you let me know Could you write me a letter wherever you go? Would you write it all down to show me around? Let's stay in touch. Could you send me a note? Just send it afloat. I love you so much. So much. So much Although we may be far away You're still with me every single day And although I don't know how or when Thank you so much. All right. Hey, you've been listening live from the path. A big thanks to John for coming in the studio Woo! tonight. Boy, I mean, just just cranking out the hits, man. That was fantastic. Uh, open invitation, John. You're always welcome back on the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. It okay, was such awesome. a good time. Really had a great time. Very, very cool. Well, so, hey, I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, feedback on the show. Use that live from the path complaint line, 515-517-0085. Go check out the past episode, uh, Gone Gone Boo, if you want to hear the backstory on uh, uh, Dave Herrick following uh, Boo around in the, uh, the old Quickie Mart. And, uh, boy, just uh, th- thanks for hanging out with us tonight. If uh, Hey, oh, just one other thing. If you've got something that you want to share, like uh, favorite podcasts or, um, or or sermons or something, I'd love to hear them. It'd be great. Um, so, so we'd, maybe we'll go check them out, too. Maybe they can help our lives. Anyway, uh, we hope to see you next week. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.